Hey and good morning, good evening, uh, good afternoon, good whatever kind of day. Uh, and welcome to An Ordinary King. So today's episode, I am very excited uh, and humbled to bring on a guest that I've been trying for a long time and been chatting to for a long time to try to get on, um, which is really cool. Her name is Danielle Joan Pollock. She is a entrepreneur and a business owner of Radiant Soul, which is a yoga, a yoga, a yoga, a yoga studio in Port Melbourne. She um, previously, though, she comes from a very successful background in advertising and marketing, uh, working for a a large uh, international company. Um, she's a wonderful, I think, a wonderful example on 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 how to transition or successfully transitioning in life from one career to another, and following your dreams and, and passions, and and how this can affect you personally and and the people around you, and what what that sort of looks like. Um, we also talk about what it feels like taking a leap into that unknown and going for one day having security and then making the decision to, to take that leap of faith on a change uh, and a feeling and, and, and how that fear and lack of trust or how a fear and lack of trust in yourself can affect that. I think this is a really great podcast. Um, if this is something that you or someone that you know is going through this exact kind of thing where they feel uh, landlocked or, or trapped in a life that, that they're not entirely happy with and they don't feel like they're chasing their dreams and their passions um so if that is and it's not or pass it on that'd be great this is anyway here it is uh buckle up great episode here she is danielle joan pollock And there we go. Boom. Brilliant. We're live. Hey. Hi. How are you going? <laughs> Thank you for jumping on the show. Thanks for having me. My silly little podcast. Uh, nothing is silly about it. No. Um, how are you? I'm good. I've had one yoga class this morning, one coffee. Did you Did you teach it? Or you were, yeah, yeah, you I were... taught it. Yeah. My little baby class. Uh, it's like a pet project. Baby class. Yeah, there's not many people rock up to it because they, I think people are you know, not necessarily scared of it, but there's a little bit more space in it. So it's not a flow class, it's a, it's a Hatha and meditation class. So it's not just like vinyasa flow, you move to the next pose and you get to just flow through all sure. the things that come up. You hold it up for a little bit longer and you feel it. So it's a little bit of a slower Stretchy momentum class. class. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, you're in a warrior two for a good 10 breaths, so. That's a good hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah giving you space and actually working on your alignment and all of that stuff that you take for granted when you're in a flow class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the, the very first yoga class that I ever did was one when I was studying mm-hmm. and uh, in New Zealand. And we'd, so we did it for two years <clears throat> and that was... I forget what the name of it was, but it was like into position, hold. Like you do a bit of flow and then into position and hold and hold it for like, you know, a while, a couple of minutes, <laughs> three minutes, maybe more sometimes. Yeah. It could be Hatha or it could be Iyengar. Sure. There's a lot of Yeah, there's so many. Yogis. Why is there so many? Uh, it's because it's 
been around for thousands and thousands <laughs> of years and there's been many, many different yeah, yeah, yeah. people that have picked it up and branched out on their own and created their own thing. So there's, um, you know, Iyengar and Hatha, which are like avenues of um, where it's all kind of started. And, sure. you know, we think about Bikram, that's mm. another avenue as well. So there's modern versions of it as well. Oh, so Bikram's a modern, a modern one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the reason I wanted to get you on the show that we just chatted about previously was because you're a career changer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've um, had a pretty successful career previous to owning a pretty successful yoga studio here in in, in Port Melbourne, and uh, you're pretty still fresh. It's still six months mm. since you took it over, which is pretty new. But it's um, the popularity has oh Jesus is grown yeah dramatically hasn't yeah. it pretty quickly absolutely yeah and it's amazing it's an amazing little studio and first straight off the bat i've got to say that for me one of the main reasons why i like going to the studio is because you've got good teachers that like focusing on technique uh and getting and maximizing your output uh, with your input it's clean <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't feel like you're doing yoga at the bottom of a of a of a of a 400-year-old ship that's sailing across the ocean. Um, yeah, and it's just a nice modern... And it, that was the other thing for me as well, is like a lot of yoga studios, there's a huge focus on the spirituality side of thing, and I'm not a spiritual person. Um, so I like doing yoga for myself and for my health and for my flexibility. And um, so, And I feel like when I go personally to do the yoga there's no pressure on the the spiritual side of things you can go just to do the yoga which i love which i love i love that yeah so that's why so yeah so let's well that's basically all the reasons what i love about the studio as well sure it's a clear space there's no there's no alternative that we're putting onto people to like be someone else or get mm-hmm. buy into the spirituality side of things if you want to subscribe to it that the teacher will you know feather throughout the class because like we can't deny the fact that yoga has come from this philosophy focused spiritual place like there's always going to be an element of it but it's just how you can choose to accept it when you're in the class it just comes from the teacher it's not necessarily bombarded onto you as you walk into the space you just get to be who you are in there it's great i love love that it's clean as well oh (laughs) it's so nice it's lovely it's really nice well I have an army of karma yogis that help me there so really very important part of Mm. the business yeah so let's um, let's backtrack then let's let's talk about rewind yeah Mm -hmm. let's talk about you and let's talk about your journey into your first career and 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 sort of why you took that well and what you did first career officially Mm -hmm. was advertising but if we backtrack again straight out out of uni I worked at the Hyatt yeah at um Grand Hyatt doing food and beverage service so I was in a hospitality job and at that time it was was just a job it wasn't anything more than that uh it gave me the place to move out come into the city you know (laughs) find who I was (laughs) I had no interest in going to uni at that point in my life uh and as an 18 year old 
making money in the city i was like oh maybe i can maybe i can be hospitality i can do hospitality yeah i could like work myself up the ranks and for a couple of years i you know danced around the different departments and had a ball whilst doing that um but then it was you know i was ready to go back go go to uni and looked at things that i really enjoyed and advertising popped up and i don't know why it really did but i always really dug ads i always really like really? liked a good ad that made me giggle like what, the stupider the better what was your favorite what kind of ads oh I just anything like really the marty, the marty fly ad sort of stuff yeah Did you like that? stuff yeah. like that and there's one that was for hyundai excel a hyundai ad right yeah on. like or maybe something something like that and mean. it was all just like designed really well and all mm. these colors in it and, and it just struck like struck yeah, struck my yeah. attention I want to say the ad worked really well on you. Yeah. Did you buy Hyundai? S- <laughs> no, I have never bought Hyundai and, you know, maybe one day. It's a long-term uh, <laughs> strategic plan that they've got there yeah, for me. Yeah, they've planted the seed. That's yeah, sure. they've planted the seed and maybe 40 years la- later they'll, yeah. like, tick in. Be like, oh, yes, that that's worked. That's right, I should buy mm. Hyundai. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I started advertising. I did a diploma in advertising and it was great because diploma it's you know TAFE but sure. it's so hands it's on it was so good we um it's just two year course and so intensive so uh everything of the industry sure. learning from people that were in the uh, in agencies they have experience really in depth um get to work on real briefs and things like that so throughout that I worked on every type of part of the advertising industry being um, creative account management strategic planning um, media production got to taste it all I ended up in account management of all things (laughs) was it something that you naturally was it something that yeah it's it's pretty natural for me I like being organized I like doing things getting kind of being part of the project and making it happen and you know, having that client relationships really organic for me and really sure. natural and people person and, you know, it's, I guess, for me, easier than coming up with ideas. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> at that point in Do my you, time. Yeah, at oh, that, that point, point, yeah. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, spreadsheets. Oh, love a spreadsheet. I cannot work a spreadsheet out oh, if I can see you know, myself. There was a course, uh, like a class that we did, which was all about Microsoft Word, Excel, mm-hmm. PowerPoint. I know everything. Oh, <laughs> give me a formula. I Jesus. will work that out. And that has come in really handy today as well. Um, but, yeah, so straight out of that course, I got a job uh, before I graduated, which was really? awesome. Yeah. 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 Right so basically graduated the one day or the last class of that year, that end of the year, and went to my first job the next day pretty much. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I was really fortunate to what, sort that out. What was yeah. it? Uh, it was an account executive position at an agency called Bundy Agency in Melbourne or in St Kilda. It was nice, close to home. It's brilliant. So, so, and, and, so going straight into an executive role was that? Is that uh, okay, so here's the trick. Okay. So, advertising titles are kind of around the opposite way. So, <laughs> executive sounds like it's a really high up job. It's well, yeah. that's what it no, is. No, no, it's like down. It's down, 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 down. It's way, so, way it's, down. It's the like beginners. Yeah, is that like junior a false burgers. Hope thing? I don't know why it's like that. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Maybe false hope. Is <clears throat> so what, what do they call people in the, in the, gen, in the normal executive? Is so it goes account executive, yeah. account manager, senior account manager, 
account director, senior account director, group account director, and then your managing director. God. Yeah, CEO, all of that stuff. So step by step. So you lose the executive, but you're just in a director. So That's really weird. Very interesting. But yes, that is the kind of Shocking. question that everybody says. And, you know, parents are like, oh, my God, you're an executive already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why well, I am, yes. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't hold that senior-esque <laughs> title for very long. I got promoted into an account manager pretty, pretty soon, within three months. Because so. you could spreadsheet. Because I could spreadsheet because I, I just had that attitude of get shit done, really. Yeah, like yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's been yeah. my thing always. So that was awesome. I got promoted within three months and kind of really owned that position. Yep, cool. Um, the good thing is as well, it was a smaller agency. So there was a lot of things that I could do. I got yep. to taste production. I got to really work with creative teams and um, work with the managing director as well. So I really got to have a an in-depth experience whilst there. Crazy. Mm. And whilst I was there as well, I was also studying part-time with my marketing degree. So if we think about advertising account managers, they mm-hmm. work very closely with people who work in marketing at client side. So and, and this was your, this was like part of the, part of the goal, part of the, part yeah, of the, part yeah. of the road that you wanted yeah. to take? Yeah, so it's... Um, it was a strategic move to a get the degree under my belt but also really understand what the client wants from that marketing point of view so it's given me that those marketing skills that are handy today um and really kind of solidified that position that i had in advertising yeah crazy Mm. and then and then so i was there for about five years and uh less than that actually just less and um had a little bit of you know that that age of 25 being like oh what am i doing been, um, been in this job for ages quarter of a century yeah yeah um, so i yeah. um at that point i i quit and was going to become a model <laughs> <laughs> and i did pretty well i you know didn't do huge things but i really enjoyed it and somewhat supported myself through that um but also freelance part-time in advertising. Sure. Account management isn't really a thing that you can freelance easily. Yeah. So I ended up taking on a longer-term role and it just kind of swung into more of a full-time thing and I ended up back in the advertising industry. But it's one lesson that I learnt. I'm glad that I learnt after doing my second attempt of leaving the industry (laughs) was... No, I just wasn't ready then. Sure. And I think a little bit more age, a little bit more experience yeah. to really hone in on skills was really important and ensured that, you know, now I'm a little bit more set up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then I just kind of went through a few different roles in advertising, um, you know, moved up the ranks. Executive, senior, senior executive. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Really, yeah. really senior. Group executive, senior. <laughs> yeah, yeah vice principal. Yeah, yeah, all of that <laughs> sort of stuff. Principal. principal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I my last job in advertising at this point in my life was um, at a place called McCann. So they're a big multinational agency. Is that the the frozen vegetable? <laughs> no, that's McCain. Oh right. Yeah, no McCann. <laughs> you might know it from Mad Men. Okay. Uh, they refer to McCann as the kind of not the nice people. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? why? 
Um, we mean business. <laughs> yeah, from a world po- worldly point of view. It, okay. it was, and especially back in the 60s when mad men are talking, it was very much cutthroat and operating not without the soul that Don Draper had. <laughs> so that was fun. I worked on a whole bunch of clients there, mostly um, some clients that did good for the world as well. Sure. Not always, not all clients did good for the world, but the ones that did good for the world, I was really interested in. So a tiny bit of soul. A tiny bit of salt, yeah. That was Responsible Gambling Foundation, so making sure that those poor souls don't lose more money and really supporting them. Really good behaviour change campaigns and I really enjoyed working with real people and, you know, experiencing all their feels that they had been living with. Um, And then I moved on to a little something called L'Oreal, you, oh, might, yeah. you might know it. I do, yep. yeah. Yeah, and that was great. I really enjoyed that. But, you know, when we think about that that kind of organic nature and all of those things that um, I enjoyed work, like working on with those other clients, it wasn't quite the same. It was very business and mm-hmm. chemically. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so eventually I just realized that this isn't really what I want to do. Sure. And... I had toyed around with the idea of quitting for a while. We'd say it quite often. Oh, I just want to quit. Just want to quit. You know, when you're at the work at your desk and you're working, you're just like, why am I doing this? All these, you know, stories that you tell yourself and you want to get out of it. And then one Monday morning, about this time three years ago, I just said to my partner in the morning, I was like, I'm going to quit today. I'm going to write up my letter and I'm going to quit. And I did that. I handed it in. I had four weeks there to go and just kind of wrapped that up. And it was amazing. All the weight was coming off my shoulders. Mind you, I had nothing lined up. Nothing. I had no idea what I was going to do come the end of my four contract. Four weeks. Oh, four weeks, yeah. No idea. So I would, you know, at that point, I didn't know if I wanted to keep working in advertising or move to something completely different. You were completely opening a door completely. into a dark room. I had no idea. So you didn't was, even know what was in the room. Nah. Just, I'm just going to step mm-hmm. through. And I, would, I was taking interviews at other agencies, but it all started to be like same, same, different place. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, you know, amazing clients and all this jazz, but still not really quite what I wanted. And what do you think that is? What, what were you? This is so this goes back to that decision that you made. That there was was there a, a a pen decision that that coined that thought of like, or was there like a, a, a small build up of, of moments where you're like, you, I just don't think that I'm 100% happy in my life. Like, this part of my life, cool, I'm mm, good, mm-hmm. but there's something else now, and I think I need to change something. Was that what that was, or was there a yeah, I think it was a, a build-up of things. Sure. I started to realise that I didn't enjoy working for someone else. I wanted to be my own boss. Okay. I started to realise that I like working out of different places. Mm-hmm. Even though I like structure and spreadsheets and all of that stuff, I like you know I like I like there to be a little bit of difference. Sure. You know, not always the same, and going to the same place, sitting under the same lights, hearing the same people, and they're crap mm-hmm. all the time. Like it just, it was not. It wasn't feeding the things that I needed. Sure. So, 
at that point I probably didn't know that though but you know wasn't progressing or wasn't kind of pushing on with the interviews after the first few um, visits with people because it just wasn't the right fit they knew as well but yeah and so it was really interesting kind of getting that feedback yeah Yeah. that's right and even though I was keen as beans during the interviews and could see myself doing it you know you just it's amazing what you can tell yourself do you walk out of those interviews and just go what the fuck am I doing yeah Mm. yeah it's like why am I trying this and you know why because of the money Mm. there's that stability and the security of like you know come four weeks i have no idea where my next pay or is is going to come from so let's get this show on the road and find a solution to kind of band-aid fix this problem sure Mm. and then the band-aid fix was the more interviews more interviews like having a sense of purpose or having a sense of like oh yeah no it's okay and also having a sense of answering this question of oh what are you doing after you leave how often did you do that oh so often how was the conversation with the family and friends about is that something that you talked about early Mm. with them was like i think i'm going to do this or um after because it was quite a spontaneous decision to to like write the letter hand it in yeah so the conversations after that how were they they were pretty good everyone everyone kind of got it Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Which is refreshing because it like reassures me that this is what I'm meant to be doing. The decision. Yeah. Yeah. Going ahead with the decision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. So it didn't come as too much of a surprise, which makes me also think like, oh gosh, was I just like, have I just been so stressed and like, un, like in like not seeing everything for the sure, last little yeah, while, yeah. but progressing on with the way that I should be living my life, should have the full time job, the security, <laughs> all of that jazz not necessarily for me Mm. do you think this is something stepping outside of that a little bit do you think this is something that's becoming more and more common this day and age is like yeah people are starting to shed full-time responsibility uh, as a as a goal or as a um as a necessity, sorry, in life yeah. is probably a good way to put it. I think a necessity in life, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. For a while, for a long time, you know, in our generation especially, yeah, yeah. we've been told <clears throat> that we should have a degree, we should go to uni, we should be progressing on this path which has kind of been designed for us. Yeah. But with that, we lose a little bit of ourselves and what comes naturally to us as well. Like instinct? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So... You know, if you're, you know, it's not for everybody as well. Like, let's just get, I want to make that clear. Like, it's, you know, not everyone needs to quit their jobs and become, (laughs) like, it doesn't work like that. But it's like, it's because some people really thrive in that structured environment. I I agree. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. It's just like, you know, not everyone has to go to uni. Not everyone has to do all the same things. Yeah. It's what makes the world a wonderful, different, unique place. We're not all cut from the same piece of the puzzle i I guess the the main thing is having confidence in decisions that you make yeah and and knowing that uh if there's something that you want to think if there's something that you want to do in your life whether it's um career or job or activities or hobbies or that you can have confidence in or or taking confidence somehow or finding confidence Mm -hmm. or self-reassurance that um that that you, that you want to do that and that you can um, strive for whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah, and like having a little bit of 
like that trust in yourself and taking the time to understand what you actually want is really important as well. So I, I jumped the gun probably. I knew that it was, you know, I needed to get out in order to find myself. And, you know, you can't always go, I will, it doesn't always work the way that you plan. But, you know, if you can just to take a little bit of time to work out what you actually want, then you can start finding them as well. And because that doesn't always necessarily mean a career, as in like what you want in life. It could be like a, 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 yeah. a combination of, of, yeah. of things. Yeah, that's right. You know, relationships, friendships, family, mm-hmm. work, health, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you can just take a moment to step out of your own bullshit and oh, figure out what your core values yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, you know, I did a lot of work with my core values and everything that I now work towards yeah. comes back to those sort of things. So is that that's something that you obviously revisit quite a bit then? Yeah. 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 So going um, going on to um, so that decision of that four week period and then the job interviews that you did uh, and then <laughs> felt guilty about how did, how did, what what was next? What was next was the Saturday after um, my last day, I saw an ad on Instagram. These ads keep popping up. Yeah, don't they? they work a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strategy. Yeah, uh, for a yoga teacher training. Sure. And I have been doing yoga for ages at that point, and was always just a thing that I really enjoyed doing. Had thought at one point, oh, maybe I could be be a teacher. Like one of my friends was a teacher. I thought oh, that'd be kind of cool. And because I had the time, because I had the money, because it was starting next week, I thought, I'm just going to do it. Sure. So I signed up and... Spontaneous was working for you. Yeah, yeah. So I did um, that. That was a four-month or so teacher training over uh, on the weekends, quite intense weekends. Sure. All day, Friday night, all weekend. And uh, I, I said to myself, I'll just find some freelance ad work in the meantime and did that that carried me through and then I kind of wrapped up the freelance and finished my teacher training and there I was how long was the course four months four months yeah yeah so my intention was to teach straight away and just keep that up and build momentum but I never wanted to be a full-time yoga teacher was not something that interested interested me yeah um, a lot of running around town, studio to studio, wasn't something that I wanted to do. But the business of yoga really interested me. Why? Um, comes back to that account management side of things. Yeah, spreadsheets. Love the spreadsheets. So it just like having that that business side, like the business background that I had, and applying that to the health and wellness industry. Sure. Something that kind of sparked. Um, you know insight inside me so from there I started my own little agency um, and gathered a few health and wellness clients which I did a bunch of different stuff for so what do you mean so I was you know their photographer or did their marketing email marketing digital marketing sure yeah yeah um 
Oh, like an advertising agency. Yeah, okay, yeah, I got you. like the mini mini agency. So I could do everything, and because I, you know, not I'm not just the suit, the account manager. I can mm. do other things as well. I know. Sure. Yeah. I can, um, you know, I could get on the tools of Photoshop or put an email through Mailchimp and things like that. So yeah. I was very handsy, and I could do these things for these health and wellness brands that had no idea what they were doing. So I built that little business side of my life, and that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, I also created uh, some, I also recognized at this time that all of these yoga teachers are coming out of yoga teacher trainings and starting their careers in teaching yoga. And even the ones that are more senior have been teaching for a while. They have no idea what their brand is. They don't have any. Their individual brand. Every yoga teacher is their individual, own individual brand. So I created a, branding and marketing workshop for yoga teachers and would deliver that to new teachers, experienced teachers, so they can kind of establish their own core values and what they actually stand for and how that relates to the classes they teach and the classes that they seek from studios or what else they can offer to the world. Because uh, a lot of people that go to studios go to studios because the teacher's there. Yeah, yeah, that that's one way to um, you know seek a studio or seek an experience at a studio. It's not necessarily about the studio from um, the yoga side of things. Sure. You will follow a teacher around as well. Yeah, yeah. So you know you always go to you know Sally's class because you like Sally. If Sally left that studio, you, you might Sally. try and find where else she teaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So that's a that's a thing. Um, and then you know with Instagram and marketing and subsidizing income you know you need to be a brand yeah yeah, yeah. For sure. or you need to at least have an idea of what you offer yeah so it's not a you know a web of all of the things single-minded single-minded pull it back to your core offering so i created that and helped a whole bunch of people out with you know developing their yoga brand which was cool because it was like all the things you know my yoga and my my advertising experience all coming together to create this little baby do you think there was a um an an element of reluctantness to transition into focusing on a brand as a yoga teacher because of the um the spiritual headspace that goes along with being inside the yoga world uh, um you know like up sticking it up the big man kind of you know yeah big time they um they there was reluctance or there was there's this you know the ego even though we say that we don't have ego the ego gets in the way i don't need that i don't need that but what they don't realize is that everything is like everyone can be a brand or every everything everything that they do is coming back to their soul offering do you think that brand's a dirty word yeah, it could be. It's the, probably not the right word to, um, yeah, coin what they do or to market it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Because it, it feels corporate-y. It feels, yeah. You know, it feels, it feels monetized. It it's feels commercializing like, it. Yeah, you know, mm. it goes back to that thing that we were talking about earlier about um, uh, the, the the freedom movement within within yoga and, and, and people using that uh, spirituality and the um, the free loving kind of lifestyle 
it to their advantage you know yeah um, and, it, and sometimes a negative way yeah on other people yeah yeah you know so uh, so yeah what if the ego yeah the, the ego gets in the way and the, but the truth of the matter is you know it's 2019 we're not a thousand years ago being yoga teachers here we have to actually kind of smarten up our game so yeah, we can yeah. find a successful space in the industry there's yeah. a lot of yoga teachers out there a lot melbourne is one of the most like the highest amount of graduating yoga teachers every year coming out of it it's crazy how many of them going into into work versus how many are just doing it for passion yeah that's that would be a good thing to, to work out i don't know that off the top of my head but like out of my course that I did, there were 13 people. I would say five or so are teaching and that's not necessarily full-time or main source of income. It's just for themselves. Sure, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the rest of them have just done it because they loved yoga and they wanted to know more about it, which is another cool thing about a yoga teacher training. It doesn't have to be teacher training. You know, you're just learning all about this practice that gives you lots of joy. And more of an in-depth course. Than, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you get your certifications if you do want to teach. <laughs> It'll last for life. It will last for, for life, life as long yeah, as you yeah. update with your first aid. <laughs> no sort of uh, friends really? yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. First aid, insurance, all of that stuff. Got to have that stuff. Speaking of insurance, mm. is this something that gets brought up a fair bit with people's insurance policies, um, private health insurance and stuff like that? Because yoga is still one that fluctuates um and doesn't get put into um the other category or category or or the you know the what do you you call it the the remedial sort of yeah that that side of people's policies with their health insurance yoga sort of gets overlooked a little bit doesn't it yeah it it is overlooked it's not not part of it or some people would have it as part of it i know some studios say you know private health insurance covered covered uh i haven't had anybody from my experience in the gig so far, reach out and say they, they need anything for it. But it is one thing that's overlooked, absolutely. Because it'd be good if, if, if your private health insurance could subsidise some of the subscription. Mm, yeah. Some works work, some students' workplaces do subsidise for, for them, so I have to make sure that they get the ah, receipts and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. It's, that's their workplace, that's their it's work not the agreement. Health, it's, not, yeah, it's, not, it's not health insurance. No, no. It, the health insurance thing is a funny one because it, it, I, for example, um, feet. If you go to a foot surgeon, generally foot operations or foot stuff to do with your feet is elective, seen as elective surgery. So mm. a lot of private health insurances won't cover it. That's crazy. It's your feet. We walk on our feet every day. <laughs> we need our feet. Yeah, it's seen as elective. Wow. Like like plastic surgery, and and I and I think that you know. Um, because I know that my health insurance doesn't cover me for yoga. Uh, it doesn't subsidise, but um, I, I think it's crazy. Do you know, um, there, there was a really interesting... Uh, I watched a TED talk about this guy that was talking about health insurance, private health insurance, and how... We're digressing. And about how to think differently about how, how to... with how the foundation of private health insurance works. So at the moment how it works someone gets sick and put in hospital their private health insurance gets paid rebate government plus the annual subscription from the person Mm. he was suggesting that 
what a different way of looking at it is that um, private health insurances would get um, paid or would get reimbursed for keeping their their people healthy so that they've got more of an invested interest in keeping their um, clients healthy rather than having an invested interest once they get sick then they get Mm, rebated mm -hmm. so remodeling it yeah having a positive effect on Mm. the uh process yeah but i mean therefore you would be there'd be a lot of bias in in terms of like how you could get health like if if you smoked for example like that you probably couldn't get health insurance because Mm. well you're rewarded for doing uh you're rewarded for being an active person being a healthy person that's right yeah 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 Mm. so but anyway i just thought that was interesting and i just it was an interesting take on on private health insurance and and it's not something that i think is thought of at the moment because healthier people tend to live for longer sure there's like extraneous like sometimes you're gonna get cancer you're just gonna get it yeah you know what i mean if you're gonna get hit by a bus it's not really i mean stop looking at your fucking phone (laughs) (laughs) but you know you can't see if a piano falls from the sky and hits you it's your fucking it's your it's just your day yeah but um i don't know like i see i see yoga for me like i was saying earlier i see it as like a my personal well-being health and well-being that's something that i really focus on a lot is food and health exercise um i want to live for as long as i can you know i don't want mm-hmm. to get to 70 and still be able to move yeah so i see personally i see yoga is a valuable well that's one of the things like it is a fitness it is something that is a whole body holistic approach to being a healthy person you're not just you know doing a pump class and smashing out some weights and things like that like you're actually focusing on body and mind together yeah there is a barrier that is there with yoga though for you know the other people that haven't taken it up yet which is the spirituality side of it so everyone you know they think yoga and they think it's wishy-washy and they're going to be speaking about spirituality the whole time and they have to do chants and mantras and alms at the end of it like no one not everyone buys into that is that one of your biggest hurdles as a person going through in a modern world as a modern business owner trying to take yoga on a on a more not mass but on a more collective uh, more uh, yeah i think um an interesting uh take on this or thought with this is an experience so we have a class called yoga essentials which is a great class for beginners to come to sure you learn the foundations you don't have to be a beginner but you know you can it's a great class to start if you can have no idea what you're doing uh there was one student that reached out to me saying that she's not religious and doesn't like that there are the chanting or the oms or anything like that scattered through the class or at the end of the class and so i had to chat with my teacher just to make sure like what she was doing in that class so this teacher she um absolutely beautiful teacher includes the chants and mantras and things like that into the class in um because it's a great way of oh it's a great expression of what she offers to the class and students love it like it's beautiful class you know you start chanting and you're like i'm in this you know no matter how much you buy into it you feel that vibration Mm -hmm. of it through your throat and you're like yes i'm in but for an absolute beginner 
they're like, what the hell is going on? This Especially someone isn't, who's not a spiritual yeah. person. Yeah. So I had to, you know, we had to rethink about, you know, what we do offer in that class and make sure it was, you know, completely blank canvas. So no one's really getting that overwhelming component of spirituality or heaviness or philosophy that it's going to take away from the benefits of yoga practice in their body. The physical and the mental benefits, yeah. 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 Because, I mean, aside from, like, I, I still, personally, I still find yoga um, a, a massive mental benefit because the 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 breathing, the focus on breath while you're doing the exercises, mm. so it allows your mind to switch off and, and calm down and, and just focus on, on now, mm. you know what I mean? What do yeah. Well, that's the other thing as well, because like that's another barrier to people too, even though, you know, it's not as severe as the spiritual side of things. When we, there's that whole argument or whole thing about mental health still. So not everyone checks in with themselves and just make sure that they have a happy mind, that they know what thoughts are running through their head. They will just keep going and going and going. And yoga has those breaks, has a Mm. time to breathe. Mm. And when you breathe, what do you do? You think. And if you don't like those thoughts, you can either just breathe through it or you can get up and leave. <laughs> you know? And so people choose to get up and leave because they don't have to deal with the shit that's going through their mind. Go, going, going back to the, the very first yoga class that I had when I was studying, I remember the, the teacher that took her, she was, she was quite a spiritual girl. Um, she was like, now when we start doing this, because everyone in the class was a was an absolute novice beginner, and um, she was she almost offered this warning <clears throat> when we started this class, and she was like, now some people might find this may find this a little bit emotional because there's a lot of breath going on. I want you people just just commit, you know, we're all well, they're all bloody actors, so you know, <laughs> anyway. So halfway through this class, we had these. As I'm doing the stretches, I hear these sobs. You know, the quiet. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> sobs. And, and, yeah, and a couple of the girls had started, started really welling up emotionally. And when we got to the end of the class, <clears throat> um, I think the tutor, our teacher for it, had picked up on this. And so she took 15 minutes just to talk about, you know, what people were experiencing. And one of the girls was like, I don't know why, but I just started crying. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just a breath. And some people associate that with okay, chakra blocks, that sort of um, spiritual side. But I think there's more to it than that. I think that on a physiological, uh, biological, mental way of looking at it, I think the breath and exercise connects people a lot more to emotion than what they think. There's a lot of study at the moment that's getting done on mental health to do with diet and exercise that, excuse me, that people are just slowly starting to wake up to now that that there's a lot of evidence and a lot of research going into it now, like how connected, like people just think, gone are the days now, I think, or or transitioning of the days from from the 50s to the 90s where it's like, have another pill you know just Mm. you know take this go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist and if you're feeling depressed and they give you medication it's it's about a lifestyle change and i think that's where a lot of mental health comes from is well i did a a, over the weekend i did a reiki course so i started to um i saw that pop up on the yeah yeah. that was rad for anybody anyone you can just do it you don't have to be a health and wellness practitioner Mm -hmm. you can just do it to yourself it's great so anyway I, i found it really interesting because 
you know, I learned that anyone can... <clears throat> Can Reiki. Can Reiki. Can Reiki. Can is that, Reiki. Is that, is, hashtag. It's a hashtag. Is it can, really? no, I don't know. It is now. Uh, but anyone can Reiki if you just tap into that mindset and, you know, believe and all of that stuff. But, you know, you can't make money from that unless... What is Reiki? So it's the art of healing with, sure. your, with touch. So, sure, sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> it's a Japanese yep. um, technique mm-hmm. and... Um, it's it's a really powerful thing. It's you know different to that yoga philosophy, so it's sure. a different train. But they all lead to the same place of you know feeling home. You know, le- yeah. leaving leading yourself back to yourself, really. And that um, it was just fascinating going through why this isn't more of a mainstream thing, and it's because anyone can do it to themselves. You can't. You know, it's not a pill. They can't. So you can self mark- reiki. You can self reiki. Yeah, you just got to tap into it. What does that mean, tapping into? Just your mindset. So just going through meditations and um, feeling the connection of your hand or any body part to just kind of sure. self heal. I know it, so- it sounds like woo woo magic stuff, but you know <laughs> you can just do it, and you can hear stories about how people have healed themselves or their family members, and that's not going to a Reiki specialist. That's just tapping in and sound feeling it out themselves that's amazing yeah i've always thought about doing reiki yeah i didn't really think about doing it until we kind of had this collaboration at the studio and i was like yeah let's just do it it and and it was it was awesome it's one of the things that has struck me the most out of all the trainings that i've done of late um so Going, going back again, mm. back to back to your story and back to um, your transition from career to to career, whatever that career is, sort of narrow, whatever. What is? Yeah, still is, a career. Is it? Is it how you? Yeah, view I'd it? still say it's a career. It's just a different career. It's not. Um, it's. I'm like I'm. Not, I'm an entrepreneur now. I'm not in a professional advertising job. I guess, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. my career still stems from a bunch of values which align to me my career path is going along that way has it has it changed much since those four weeks since you were like i'm going to decide to do the the teaching and and some of the decisions that you made as you has that path altered as you've gone along is it like not really actually i wanted to own a studio when i was doing the training when i realized like business of yoga yeah this is what i want to do and where do i want to take that i want to own a studio sure i don't want to be that full-time yoga teacher i want to be in charge of running the show have my own space and had goals and you know things planned out of how to achieve it and everything that i was doing was you know, ticking those boxes leading to that, which was awesome. And, you know, those really proud moments of like, yeah, cool. It's actually, you know, unfolding before my eyes and, uh, you know, two and a half, two ish, ish years later, I get offered to purchase a yoga studio, which I already had as one of my clients. So they were one of my health and wellness clients, which I knew the brand inside and out already knew sure, the business yeah, structure yeah. and all of that jazz knew the students knew the teachers yeah it was an easy transition very easy transition so made that happen bought the business took it over from one day to the next it just ran over to my name and finances came to me and 
Um, just making decisions. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of luck, but then I don't want to just be like, oh, so lucky. Like, yeah, so lucky. <laughs> I just like took that thing. I just so lucky. It fell on my lap. But you had like to have I, done a lot of the work. I worked for it, yeah. <clears throat> Set up a lot of the foundations. Yeah, and sometimes that, like, it's. I'm glad you said that because sometimes that luck side mm-hmm. of it takes a stronger hold. You're just like, oh, so lucky to have that all happen. You I forget always, about all the work that you did for it. Well, I, on yeah, exactly on that. I used to... Um, really negatively view luck i still yeah i think i think luck gets um misconstrued with timing i i think i i look at luck and i see luck as being lazy Mm. i i see um i see say you know inverted commas luck as being a a timing thing that you do the hard work you put the effort in and you get yourself to position to be ready that when an opportunity comes you're the best foot forward going into that opportunity yeah. rather than getting an opportunity and stumbling through it at least you're uh, in a, a better better place because you've done the work previously to um to just to crack into it and get some shit done mm. so i see luck as a dirty word yeah that's really insightful there's yeah negative like a connotations signed with it it's take it really take, is yeah take 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 um take winning the lottery for example yeah okay so uh have you read the barefoot investor book no because i don't have an ing bank account <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell who has because they have an ing bank card okay well i i haven't I, anyway i i don't i don't i have i'm with, I'm with cole the brilliant um uh he so he talks about in the book he talks about in the book uh winning the lotto and that if you win the lotto um it can go quite pear-shaped for you quite quickly because you haven't earned that yeah you haven't earned that money that it's 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 not really you don't deserve it Mm. so winning the lotto isn't isn't something that you deserve like i I remember once I, i knew a lady a woman that purchased a lotto ticket uh on the way home from work I'll just call him. Bugger, I'm going to get one. Next day, bang, she wins it. Top first division. However much. I don't know. I don't think they fully disclosed how much they like. So many people were like, oh, you totally deserve this. This is, you know, of all the people. you." Just, she's like, fuck off. I do not deserve this. I'm in a really well-paying job. I'm quite well off. I don't need it. We got it. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. But she, she totally didn't deserve it. And I think of that as like really negative luck because... It can go really badly for you. Mm-hmm. So I think when opportunities, or, or you know, it can't sometimes, some pe- people do really well out of it. I think that's maybe a 50-50. I don't know what the odds are of, of someone winning and doing really well out of it. Mm. I think you can get yourself into a lot of trouble. <clears throat> but I think I think it's a wolf sheep's clothing thing. I think that's what luck is. I think you luck is the false hope that you've given been given an opportunity that you're that you're not ready for yep and that's what i think about mm. luck nowadays especially being an actor um or and an entrepreneur i think that timing is everything and then i think hard work leads into timing and once the opportunity comes which they inevitably do you just got to be awake yep. to them yeah well it's the same with going back to when i quit you know it's sure it's it was a timing you know i feathered through the years being like I'm going to quit I'm going to quit and tried to at one point and just came back to it and it's just like 
you, yeah, so you tried to quit before? Oh, well, when I became a model, like that was oh, like right, that right, was right. that stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, just playing around and it's yeah. that that luck. It's you know, maybe this was my big break, or you know, it's just because I worked a little harder for it. I thought yeah, about yeah. it a little bit more. That thing around value as well um, is an interesting topic because if you're not like and thinking about the lottery as well, if you haven't worked for it, then you don't, value, don't it. value it. Yeah. And so it comes back to this thought where, you know, if you haven't paid for it or mm-hmm. haven't had some sort of exchange for what you are receiving, sure, yeah. then you can take it for granted. And so it, that comes back to this health and wellness space as well. And people, you know, just not wanting to pay for yoga or thinking that they don't have to pay for it where it's an exchange you in like if you don't pay for something or if you don't give something for it then are you getting the benefits out of it i know what you mean yeah because that that also works uh with exercise specifically and diet like i think that works you're attached to it that's right yeah i mean and uh that i think that crosses over with, with with not just like in a monetary sense, but if you're not putting in, like for diet's a perfect example for that. Like if you're not putting into the diet, you know, you're not working hard mm. on the on your on a healthy diet and remaining consistent and disciplined, you're not going to get the full benefit out of yep. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're always, I know I, I'm a huge proponent of chocolate. Oh yeah. I love it. I'm a I'm a sucker for it. I'm, Big time. Yeah, but um, I I still work really hard to um to maintain a. a as, as best a healthy diet as I can mm. that sort of a modern lifestyle affords you know so <laughs> it's hard like we're, we're so much more strapped for time now mm. you know, I, yeah. I, I know I definitely am um, yeah. and it's it's being especially where where we are like in the city there's so many things around us mm. yeah especially supermarkets yeah I think supermarkets are actually quite a limited choice on what you can it's, there's hardly anything you can grab at the supermarket that's quick do you know what I mean? you've got to cook everything <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that's so probably you're... a good thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i don't know that's kind of where it's at so yeah. we're um so we're now is what's next what have you learned do you think from this and uh where are you going i have got some goals for more mm-hmm. and i guess that's that's that word more is you know a few different things there's more for the space there's more for the studio brand itself yeah um more for me as well so you know whilst i have the studio i am not just doing that i've been i've still got clients in health and wellness space and doing that sort of thing and really launching that side of what i do as well so having the studio is just one component under my umbrella of things that i do you know, this year I also, well, every year I teach at RMIT too. So I teach advertising account management at RMIT. And I've just finished marking many, many, many assignments, which is happy. Uh, it's good to get rid of yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. That's done. A few fails. It's all right. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Failing's good. Failing's good. They learn. It doesn't, you know, you can still fail subject and get a good job in advertising. No worries, mate. So it's just how you approach it. Yep. how you take it on but um you know there's there's still all of those things going on with me as well so um yeah what's next what's next for the studio is just kind of maintaining that growth and really sure, yeah, yeah. seeing <clears throat> it flourish and just 
be its own little unique resource and lifestyle and just like just keep ticking over and doing its thing being magic to all people yep Mm. crazy Mm. what would you say to people that do want to transition in their life where they're not 100% happy with what's going on and and they're having that those moments of of what the fuck am I doing in this job or what what am I doing in this position not just, just necessarily a job but what am I doing in this position yeah well people get people can get you know addicted to that sense of routine and the security of a job mm-hmm. and it's it can be a task it can be a bit of a battle to just break that habit sure you know, it's, it's like the chocolate you know you'll always go back to eating the chocolate if you can like, because can you like bring, it can we not bring chocolate into the <laughs> Sorry, the same boat as well you know when i see anyway. something on special i'll buy it i am a sucker for specials two for five i'm like fuck i'm in yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a bargain yeah yeah i'm practically making money <laughs> so, moving on yeah that's great um but if you if you oh look i've lost my train of thought now where was i oh fuck <laughs> now i'm just chuckling. um we're going uh discipline oh, discipline yeah, and yeah. it's it's really about taking that step back away from what's continuing to bring you down or continuing to bring these thoughts up of what you don't like or sure. not enjoying about what you're doing and that's a challenge because you actually have to do the work you actually have to pull yourself away it's you know if you think about luck it's not just going to happen no you actually have to do something about it you can't just keep complaining about it and doing the same things and assuming that it's going to be okay and you can have goals and things like that but if you don't have some sort of plan or thought about how you can actually make it happen and some sort of stability of income or security or something that can kind of last you for x amount of time where you can give yourself some time to work it out sure then it's going to seem like an impossible mission yeah so there's another thing to it as well it's just having that trust with yourself and that's one thing that's hard to give yourself during those harder times as well if you're really in the thick of hating what you're doing and bringing into the world then you're not in this place of trust to yourself you don't trust the actions the decisions that you're going to make so it does come back to doing like taking a step back and doing a bit of self-reflection which you know it's not a woo-woo word anyone can do that self-reflection and just kind of work out what you're wanting to bring to the world do you think that's um to because I, I think there might be a lot of people out there that just still hear words and then don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And so, like, um, like mentoring or – I often say to some – sometimes I say to people, it doesn't matter what you do, just do something, just make a decision, mm-hmm. even if that decision's wrong. Because I think there's a there's, – I think there's almost a fair culture – in, in the society at the moment where people are afraid of failing mm. and afraid of getting something wrong. And or if they close one chapter, they're afraid the next chapter is not the right one and they're constantly searching for the next <clears throat> right chapter. And and I think you... I, I often say to people, just do something. Mm-hmm. Just pick something. doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. 
just do something mm-hmm. just be active yeah yeah because it, 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 yeah absolutely it will all lead to the right place so if you're doing something that comes back to something that you want to own you know sure. something that you you hold near and dear to your heart your values then it will all lead like everything comes back to home everything will come back to home it might not not happen straight away or it might not be a direct step sure but it's a step in the right direction it's not a backward step yep yeah crazy mm. insightful yeah <laughs> well um <laughs> i think that feels like a natural natural step for this it feels like this is a sort of nice little way to conclude it yeah so speaking of conclusion um what is your studio because we haven't even mentioned it one speaking of branding (laughs) (laughs) we let the words speak for themselves Uh, my studio is radiant soul yoga in port melbourne where can people find you radiantsoul.com.au yeah and on instagram at radiant soul yoga i think it is (laughs) (laughs) if you type in radiant soul it will come up yeah you use the top head on google yeah Yeah, it is it is actually we have great google ranks google um uh, reviews as well like those things are super important for any business google reviews Mm. yeah oh my god i mean my mother has a cafe in new zealand like a small one in the town that i grew up in um and i remember saying to her when she took it over i said because a lot of people go through that town to get to touristy destinations in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I said, you've got to get on mm. the Google reviews. You've got to, <clears throat> people started reviewing it, but I got, you've got to start owning it and buy it like that. I mean, managing it so that you write into Google, I own the store, I want to manage it. And then they send you the, the big steps that they do, the letter and all that, you text to email, fucking code stuff. Because <laughs> so many people are on their phone now, Google Maps, looking up, where they're going, what mm-hmm. they want to do next, and they look at the reviews. Yeah, yeah. That is that is that is how they choose the photos. They go, oh, it looks good. Looks like something I want to eat. What are the reviews? What are people saying about it? Is it more than four stars? What are people saying about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's such a huge component, mm-hmm. and it comes back to that branding. And it's a free Not component your, too. You go in the way. Yeah, free. It's, free, it's, it's great. Free yeah, yeah. It will do wonders for your business. Yeah. Mm. crazy is there anything else that any like little closing statement that you want to say just be good to yourself okay. just take a deep breath just you know listen to yourself and see where that leads to leads you you know if you're not where you are right now just have hope and trust yourself that you'll be able to make some calls and get there eventually yeah, just be you wise words <laughs> thank you powerful um, thank you so much for jumping on the show it's been an absolute refreshing positive experience for me so thank Thank you so much thank you my pleasure no worries catch ya bye and there we have it so thank you very much guys uh, everyone out there for listening Uh, without you uh, this is not worth it Uh, I genuinely mean that Um, thank you to um, Danielle for coming on the show and and having a chat with me heaps of fun great chat great chat Um, thank you to everyone out there that's uh, supporting the show by liking it and subscribing to it it really really genuinely helps it pushes me up uh, lifts me up and gives me a reason to um, get more guests on I hope you liked the show I loved it there's uh, some more guests coming up this week that I've got lined up 
uh, that I'm really excited about. It's uh, going to be a busy one. So until then, be cool, stay safe, uh, be radical, and see you later.